as I, and, and many of you guys know this, but many of you may not know, we, we purchased 30 acres, and we are looking to build a covered arena so that we can draw in unchurched cowboys and cowgirls. Now, one of the things that I've been trying to do and I've done, I'm like a girl, okay? And I know some of you guys already thought, figured that out. You know how girls take uh, clips out of magazines and they put them in a folder and they say, this is what I want my house to look like when, when my, wife, my husband builds it. Anybody ever done that? Okay. Anybody ever heard a Miranda Lambert song that sings about that? Mama made, or Daddy made my mom's dream come true? <laughs> no? Okay, never mind. <clears throat> well, some of you guys need to make your wife's dream come true and build them a new house. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> That's a bunch of ladies. <laughs> but here's the deal. No, no amens from the men, right? But here's the thing. As I look at and I, I, have, I try to create a vision or ask God to give me a vision for what I want our church to be built like, or, and as a team, as an arena building team, we were trying to figure out what we want our church to look like. Here's the thing that I'm learning. I don't go to other churches to figure out what our church is going to look like. You know where I go? I go to the honky-tonks. Now, some of you guys are going, oh, man, I'm in the wrong church. This preacher goes to honky-tonks. And you know what? You're right. <laughs> and uh, here's why we go to honky-tonks. They're not we. We don't, have, <laughs> we don't take the church bus to the honky-tonks, although some of you wished we would. But here's the thing. If we're going to reach the guys that are in the honky-tonks, we've got to go and we've got to be a part, not a part of, and take part in the sin that maybe goes on in some places, but we've got to recognize and be able to understand the culture that we're trying to reach. Is that right? And so, again, so I know some of you are excited about that, and I thank you that you're excited. Some of you guys are still wondering why. Why would you go into a honky-tonk to figure out why we uh, want to build our church like that? And here's my answer. Because we're not here to, to reach church people. We're here to reach the unchurched Western culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So... <clears throat> So that's what we do. And one of the greatest honky-tonks, if you've ever heard of it, Billy Bob's of Texas. Have anybody ever been there? Billy Bob's, yeah? One of the, it's the largest honky-tonk in the world. It's awesome. I've never actually walked in because I had my kids with me and I didn't want to take them in there. But it's the largest honky-tonk ever. Casey James was in concert on Friday night. Uh, Lawrence, Tracy Lawrence was in on Saturday night. Didn't get to go to either one of those. But um, Billy Bob's is the largest honky-tonk ever. And here's something that I've noticed. In the, in the honky-tonks that I, I've been in and in the churches that I've been in, there are a lot of similarities. You say, really? What would those be, Bo? Share those with me. Um, well, here's a few. Everyone in both of those places are looking for something. Every, one of the, every, every person that goes to church, every person that goes to one of those honky-tonks is looking for love. They're, they're searching for some meaning. And in a honky-tonk, you got a bartender. In the church, you got what? A preacher. They're both sharing the wisdom that they have, right? When you go to the, the honky-tonk, you got the bartender there. He's sharing the wisdom with all the guys that need the wisdom. And when you come to church, you see the preacher, and the preacher's trying to share wisdom with those that are in the service. Whether, whether you're on a pew or a bar stool, here's the, the, most, the biggest truth. They're both full of of sinners. <laughs> think about it. You think, well, no, no, I'm, I'm a church person. Okay, guess what? You're still a sinner. <laughs> and I'm still a sinner. So you think, well, what are the similarities? There's a lot of similarities. But here's the biggest difference that I've found in, in going to honky-tonks and going to church. 
One is filled full of hopelessness, and the other one is full of hope. Amen? Can I get a clappage? Can I get some? Well, I, I don't know if you like Toby Keith or not, but Toby Keith has a song out right now, and it's called Hope on the Rocks. Anybody heard that song? This hope on the rocks, it, I, I love listening to country music. You know why? Because, it, again, it shows me what the world is looking for. Do you, do you, when you listen to country music, you will find out, or rock music or whatever it is, you will find out what the, what the world is looking for. And, and Toby Keith hits the nail on the head. He talks about in this song called Hope on the Rocks, he talks about Brady, who was a baseball player, who struck out and took his car and drove away. Sissy, who lost her little boy, hitchhiked to Illinois, so they say. Uh, the rain, it rained so hard that Mary tried to commit suicide and disappeared just like the thunder. And you ask, I know you ask, where do they go? And here's the chorus. Where do they go? They come here. They drown to drown in their sorrow and to cry in their beer. They're in the middle or they are in need of a mind bender. I'm a bartender. At the end of the day, I'm all they've got. Hope on the rocks. Now you say, well, what's the point of that song? Here's the point of that song. Toby and I would disagree with Toby. But um, Toby sings a song about how these people are desperate. They're hopeless. And where do they turn? Where do they go? They go to the honky-tonk. What do they find there? They find someone that will talk to them. They find someone that will offer them a beer. Some, some place that they can go and, and have a listening ear. But here's the thing. Here's, here's the truth about that. While I, I, I believe that a lot of people are hopeless, and, and I know that they're hopeless, I believe that, that, that hope isn't found on the rocks. Amen? It's found on another rock, which is the rock of Jesus Christ. It's found on that. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. And some of you guys are going, dang it, Bo's going to preach the gospel again. And you know what? You're exactly right. A lot of times I, I get, I get um, I'll just let you in on a little secret about me. So I'm, I, I'm somewhat of a people pleaser. And I, I'm, I'm trying to grow out of that. <laughs> Because here's why. I believe this. God has not called me to please people. He's called me to serve people. You know who I'm called to please? I'm called to please God. And so when I preach messages, I hope that you realize that I'm not preaching them because I feel like I'm supposed to do this. I'm preaching them because I feel like God has called me to do this. And you may not, you may not agree with that. You may think, well, I'm supposed to be here and I'm supposed to get fed. I'm a church person. And guess what? We have a place for you, and it's on Wednesday nights where we study the Word of God verse by verse for two hours. And I ask you to come. If you're hungering for the Word of God, come to Wednesday nights. You will be fed, you will walk out, and be so full of the Word of God that you won't know what to do with it. And so I invite you to come. But this morning, listen, I want to talk to you about, you know, hope on the rock, not hope on the rocks. Um, and you may be thinking, well, great, Bo, you're going to talk to me about another drinking sermon, <laughs> how I can't drink, I can't do this, I can't do that. No, I'm not going to talk to you about a, a drinking sermon. I'm here to tell you this. Uh, I'm here to tell you that the hope that you're looking for in a glass of Southern comfort or in money or in a one-night stand ain't no hope at all. There is a hope that can save you from your sorrows and drown your sin in forgiveness. And it's the hope found in Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 28. Look at it on the screen. It says this. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the 
rock. The rain came down and the storms rose and the wind blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the storms rose, and the winds blew, and they beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you that there is hope in you. Thank you, Lord, for for those that are here today that are searching for that hope. Lord, we praise God that you've given us a church that's not just here to please church people, but it's here to please you, and it's here to reach out to the unchurched. And so, Lord, today, as we share the good news that we have found in you, may someone in this room realize that their hope is in Christ Jesus. May someone that's listening online, on our website right now, may someone realize that there is hope in you. Lord, we give you all the glory. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. You may be saying to yourself today, well, give, convince me. Convince me that there is hope in Christ. And you know what my answer to that is? You're dang right I will. I want you to hear these points today. Number one is this. If you build your life on the rock that is Christ, number one, there is real hope. There is real hope. Some of you are here today, or or again, maybe you're listening online, and you're without hope, and you need to hear the truth of God's word. A lot of times, you know, I want to tell you my story, or I want to talk about my words. You know the greatest thing that I can do a lot of times is just read the word of God. You know why? Because there's more power in the word of God than there is in any of my words, right? So I want you to listen to these verses and see if you can sense the hope that we can have in Christ. Psalm 33, 18 says this. It says, but the eyes of the Lord on those who fear him, on those who hope, on whose hope is in his unfailing love. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Isaiah 40, 31 and 30. It says, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Psalm 10, 17 says this, Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely you will hear their cries and comfort them. Do you see the hope that we have in Jesus Christ? Do you sense that? Maybe you're here today and you're, you're filled with not, you don't have any hope in your life. Maybe, maybe you don't realize that Christ can offer you that hope. Listen, the Lord knows who you are and the Lord knows what you're going through. Maybe you're here today and some of you have built your life on the flaky layers of a confused purpose. And you say, what do you mean by that? Well, some of you guys, you feel like your purpose is to be broken, full of pain, and full of anger. Can I just tell you today, that's not your purpose. God has given you a different purpose, and God wants to share that purpose with each of you. Maybe you're thinking, well, I don't even know my purpose as a husband. I don't know how to be a good husband. I don't know how to be a good father. I don't know how to be a good teenager. I don't know how to be a good wife. Listen, maybe you put your hope in the wrong thing. And you need to realize that your only hope in being a good husband, in being a good father, in being a good teenager is found in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and some of you have built your life on the rubbles, on the rubble of your ruins. 
Your failures are what define you. Your past is what defines you. And you need to realize today that there is hope. God can overcome through Jesus Christ your past. And he can offer you hope. Some of you are here today and you're laying in the gravel of your defeat because you have so much hate and so much bitterness and it's eating you alive. Listen, there is hope to overcome the bitterness in your life. And it's found in Jesus Christ. Some of you, are, your foundation is built on fear and you can't control it. Listen, there is hope for you and you don't have to live a life of fear. You know, some of you guys know that these verses are true that I read in Matthew chapter 7. When I read it, it says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Many of you guys are living in the rubble of your your life that has crumbled around you. Some of you guys don't have any hope today. And can I just tell you again? Christ knows. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're going through. And he can give you real hope. Here's number two. If you'll build your life on the rock that is Christ, there is grace. There's grace. Now, I know some of you guys don't understand what grace is, but but it's a powerful thing. Listen to this scripture. I love this scripture. Romans chapter 5. Verses 20 and 21, listen to what it says. It says, God's law was given so that, and and it talks about the law, it's talking about God's word, the Bible. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they are. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and and brought them to death, Now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know what that verse is saying? You know the amazing truth that I can't even comprehend? You know what this is saying? It's saying that the more you sin, the more he shows grace. Do you realize that? Some of you guys are like, no, the more I sin, the more he wants to punch me in the face. The more I sin, the more that that he wants to get on me and he wants to ride me and he wants to push his thumb down on me. No, listen, your, your idea is wrong. The more that you sin, the more that he shows grace. The further you run, the further his grace reaches. Some of you guys need to hear that. You know, I don't know about you, but that's amazing grace. Even though we don't deserve it, he still offers it. And you say, well, how do you know? How do you know that he still offers it? Romans 5.8 says this, But God demonstrated his love, his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't say, hey, come on, you come clean, you clean up, and then I'll die for you. You know what did he say? He said, you're a sinner, guess what, I'm going to die for you. You living in sin? You doing the wrong thing? Guess what, I'm going to die for you. You know what that is? That's grace. That's grace. And, and some of you guys are saying, you know, so I can go out and sin all I want, and his grace is going to continue to reach for me. And here's my answer to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
You say, no, I thought he'd run for me. No, he runs towards you. When I sin, guess who's right, right next to me? God is. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. You know why? Because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die so that I could experience grace. And so again, maybe you're, you're thinking, well, I can just go out and sin all I want. No, listen, if you build your life on Christ, you will desire to please him. You know why? Because you've experienced his grace. And so if you build your house on the rocket that is Christ, you will experience real hope and you will experience real grace. And here's number three. If you build your life on the rock of Christ, number three, there is a future there's a future for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. He's here to give us a hope and a future. John chapter 10, verse 10 says this, there is a, the, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. You know what Christ offers you today? He offers you a future. And I, can I just tell you, I, I think the future is good. You know why I know? Because I've experienced it. I've experienced what God can do for us if we will give our lives to him, if we will build our house on the rock. You know what I experience when I do that? I experience joy. Anybody with me? I experience peace. Anybody with me? I experience love. I experience all those things, and you say, well, I want all those things. Listen, you can have those things today. But here's the thing. If you will give your life, if you will build your life on the rock that is Christ, you can experience hope, you can experience grace, and you can experience a great future. But listen, can I just be honest with you? It's not a future that is painless. Anybody experience the pain of the world still in your, in your, in your walk with Christ? Absolutely. It's not, not painless. It's not a future without, you know, uh, trials and tribulations. But listen, there is hope even in the midst of that. And it's the hope that you can experience today. And so you may be thinking, okay, Bo, I, I want this hope. I want to receive his grace and I want a better future. How do I find it? Here's my answer. You build your life on the rock. I want to read Matthew 7 again, 24 and 25. It says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because its foundation, it had its foundation on the rock. Some of you guys are here today and you've not built your house on a rock. You built your house on the sand. You built your house on the rocks. Maybe you got a drinking problem, and it's something that God can only take away from you. Maybe you've got a relationship problem, and it's only God that can, can heal that relationship. Maybe you're, you're, you're living for your job. Maybe you're just living for money. Maybe you're living for the things that the world says that, that you've got to have to be happy. Listen, there is no hope found in this world. The only hope that you have is the hope of Jesus Christ. It's the only hope that you have. And you say, well, okay, where do I start? Here's number one. You ask for forgiveness. You know what I have to do before I get up here and preach every Sunday? I have to ask for forgiveness. You know what I did when I was nine years old? 
I asked Christ to come into my life and I asked him to forgive me of my sin. You know what? He accepted me just like I was. Maybe you're here today and you've never accepted the forgiveness of Christ. Listen, salvation, which is accepting the forgiveness of Christ, is not found in confirmation. It's not found in communion. It's not found in baptism. It's not even found in church membership. It's not found in keeping the Ten Commandments. Salvation comes only when you receive His forgiveness by grace through faith. That's the only way that you can experience salvation. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. And you say, well, so where do I start? You've got to accept his forgiveness. Number two, you've got to live daily for him and not for yourself. James 1, says this, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. You got to do what the word says. Number three, you got to turn to him instead of the world. Some of you guys, you turn to other things. When, when all hell breaks loose, you're turning to something else instead of turning to God. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You know what? We can approach God's throne. You know why? Because of his grace. I don't know about you, but that's an amazing thing. And so here's my question. Do you want your life to stop crumbling around you? Do you want to be able to withstand the storms that hit like a freight train? Here's, Here's the answer. Put your hope in the rock. Put your hope in the rock. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Maybe you're here today, and this is the first time you've, you've heard about this hope. Maybe you're coming to church because you, you, you may have heard about it. Maybe you heard about it from a friend, or maybe you heard about it you know, on TV or whatever. You've heard about this Christ person, and you're here today because you wanted to, 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 to see if it was for real. Can I just answer your question? It's for real. How many of you guys, and nobody's looking around, we don't, we're not going to call you to the front or point you out, but how many of you guys would admit to us today by raising your hand and you would admit that you feel hopeless today? Would anybody raise their hand and say that? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Right back there. I see you. All over the room. People that feel hopeless. Anybody else? You'd say, Bo, I feel hopeless your head bowed and your eyes closed. Nobody's looking around. Those of you that raised your hand just now, guess what? God is speaking to you today. Sometimes I don't know why he gives me the message that I do. And then I, I see the hands that are raised. And I realize that there are people that are hopeless. Can I just speak into your lives? Those of you that raised your hand, listen. Just as I have said earlier in my, my message, there is hope for you. There's hope for you. But it's not found in this world. The hope for you is found on that rock, that rock of Jesus Christ. And so maybe you're here and you've never experienced that that forgiveness that he can offer. 
Can I just challenge you, those of you that just raised your hands, give your life to Christ. You say, well, I've already done that. I've already given my life to Christ. Listen, maybe you need to rebuild your life. You need to ask God to help you rebuild it. And you need to build it on God's word, not the, the lies of this world. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. You need to say, okay, God, I know, I know you personally, and I need you to forgive me of the sin that I'm living in, and I need you to rebuild my life. Listen, he can do that. Maybe you're here today and you're a Christian. And you've heard these words, but you've not practiced what the Word of God says. And you, although you know Christ and you have a, a firm foundation in Him, your, your, your foundation is crumbling around you because you're building your life on the things of this world and not on Christ. Can I just challenge you? Stop trying to please the world and start pleasing the Lord. He wants to rebuild your foundation. Listen, if you make a decision for Christ today, maybe, maybe you give your heart, you've given your heart to him this morning and you've asked him for that forgiveness. Listen, we want to know about it so that we can walk alongside of you, so that we can, we can uh, serve you, so that we can share with you how you can grow in your faith. So all we ask you to do is fill out one of the orange sheets, place it in the offering bucket, and then that way we can have a record of your decision and we can contact you. Don't leave here without help. Maybe you're here today and you're like, okay, Bo, I've heard this message a thousand times. What do you want me to do with it? Here's what I want you to do with it. Share it with someone that's hopeless. Share it with the person that's that's in the, the same building as you that you work in. Share it with the, the person that you ride in the truck with to the job site. Share it. Share that hope that you have found so that they can have hope too. Lord, I thank you for the message that you've given all of us. I thank you for your word. I thank you for how it speaks to our lives. And I thank you for the hope that you've given me. And Lord, I pray today for those that are hopeless, that those that are, that are here today and, and that are listening to this later, I pray that, that they would find hope in you. And Lord, for us that are, that are Christians, that we know about this hope, may you give us the strength, may you give us the power, may you give us the effort, the energy to share that hope with the world around us. Lord, we thank you that that this world is, is, is not all we've got, that we have you to turn to. And so we give you all the glory, and we pray that you would just go with us as we leave this place. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. Have a great day.